It's game time. Bill and T and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day T podcast mm-hmm. with your host, Say my name, D. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Game Day T. I am your host, D. Gill via Outsports. I love doing this every single week for you all. Every Tuesday, I come on this podcast and try to give you all some entertaining quality content. Um, If it's not, let me know. I don't think you would not like it. But anyways, if you don't, hopefully this episode will be an episode that you really like. Um, Before we get started, uh, if you want to follow me personally on Instagram and Twitter, D-G-I-L-T-M, you can follow The Game Day T on Instagram, Twitter, uh, also at www.thegamedayt.com. If you missed any uh, past episodes, they're on there. I like to talk about inclusion in sports, people's personal sports um, history and topics and inclusion. So if you like what you have heard in the past, you're definitely going to like this episode. Now, today's episode it's all about the Hawks and our love for the Hawks. I say our because, yes, I have two guests with me today. I have friends, Rich and Bradley. Welcome to the Game Day Tea. Hey, how's it hey, going? Hey, how are you doing? I'm all right. Thank you all for spending your um, early morning with me. I know you could probably be at a brunch somewhere right about now in Atlanta, but <laughs> you're here with me talking, looking at my face. That's um, not really, really ready for the day, but I appreciate it. Of course, we're of going course. to the brunch right at. Yeah, okay, well, now, where are we going now? Because I haven't been in Atlanta in a while, so you got to fill me in all the spots to go to. Oh, we got you. <laughs> okay. A background about myself for those who are listening. You know, I'm from Atlanta. Well, I grew up in Decatur, Georgia. Went to Martin Luther King High School. Went to Georgia State University. Yada yada. Um, uh, so I moved out to the Bay Area for work, occupational therapy, about 2016. Now, guys, in 2016, the Hawks were decent. You know, they were good. They had a what 43 and 39 record. They were in the playoffs. They got ousted in the first round by the Washington Wizards. And ironically. Our head coach back then was Mike Budenholzer. I live out here to the Bay Area, and the Hawks just just go to shit. I'm like, what's going on with our Hawks? You know, what I mean? it's like they're not that good. I mean, like, shit. We haven't been to the playoffs since 2017 before this year, and so this year, guys, I am so jealous of you all because you got to get to see a winning product on on the court. I just want to talk about the you all's past history with watching the Hawks in general. Can you all tell me about that? Sure. So I moved up here to Atlanta from South Florida about three and a half years ago. Um, Didn't have a whole lot of experience with going to NBA games prior to that. I went to maybe a Heat game, possibly two, whenever I lived in Miami. Um, But when I came up here, Rich and I met pretty shortly after I arrived and we started going to Hawks games pretty soon thereafter, I think. But you had more experience actually going in years past because he's from Georgia. So Okay. Yeah, so um, I was in Chattanooga for uh, like 10 years, and I used to come up here to Hawks games all the time um, when they weren't so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I went through the rebuilding phase, and and now to see this product out on the floor, it's great. It's great. Uh, since I've been there, it wasn't called – since I left, actually, it wasn't called State Farm Arena. Tell me about uh, what it's like there now. Like the experience going to Hawks games. I mean, you can speak to it because you probably went whenever it was renamed. But yeah, so before it was just more so like people just going to the game. Like the fans weren't as into it. But now, as we start to go to the games, you see it on you know on TNT and stuff all the time. 
Like it is wild. Mm-hmm. It is crazy. Like the city has definitely got behind it, got behind the Hawks and, you know, Atlanta loves a good story, and, and this is a great story, and I'm excited about what's what's to come in the future. Well, I mean, Atlanta loves some attention, so we started getting national attention for the playoffs, and that's what this was about. I mean, um, I mean, it was the energy was really different during the pandemic because we went to several games whenever there was still the mask mandate, and there was really just limited seating available for mm-hmm. most of the arena. Um, there was still a lot of energy there, but. It was just different. It was just really different, but it was really nice to actually see once they started lifting restrictions that happened to actually coincide with us doing exceptionally well going into the playoffs. So it was a good change of pace. So we went to going to games where it was like 20, 30 capacity, Something like capacity yeah. to, you know, 85, 90%. So we saw it grow, you know, from the beginning and it was, it's, it's been great. It's been crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that sounds good. It, it looks absolutely amazing on TV. And um, I don't know, do you all have sports backgrounds, like playing sports growing up or anything like that? Um, I, I personally don't. Um, mm-hmm. I was not athletic at all growing up. My younger brother was, but okay. I was more of a spectator for sure. I always had the interest in sports, but no, like there's just, it was just not for me. I mean, I would go to his little league games and extend of me being doing a year of soccer or something like that. That wasn't for me. Um, but I did go to Florida state. So getting into sports was just part of the culture there. And then I just carried that over into my adult life in Atlanta. Oh, nice. I, um, I played basketball throughout my, I was about to say, I played basketball to throughout. Okay. Yeah, go <laughs> All right. I played uh, basketball throughout my whole life. I grew up a Michael Jordan fan. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I actually went, the only game that I saw Michael Jordan play was against the Hawks, actually. Oh. So um, it was just, you know, I've just played ball my whole life and grew to it. And, you know, I like it. Love it, actually. <laughs> and y'all, if y'all follow Brad, uh, I'll ask him, to, um, not Brad, but uh, Rich, if y'all follow Rich on Instagram, I asked him to shout out his Instagram handle later. He looks like he can still play, y'all. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> just, a little, just a little Just a little bit. Just a little bit, Rich. All right. But yeah. uh, the, reason, the reason why I asked that was because it looks like the average person that doesn't have a sports background can enjoy their time at a Hawks game from what I've seen. Um Y'all, y'all oh, from, yeah, from you all's Instagram posts, I mean, y'all are having drinks, having fun, like dancing. I, I, I wish I was there. <clears throat> it's just like, it has really changed since I've been there. It's it's honestly pretty wild. The energy is, it it's just, it's nothing that you can really even talk about. You just have to go and kind of experience it because not just not just the fans, but the the ushers, every single person that staff for the Hawks at the arena is just incredible. So um, each on more than one occasion, I've been trying to actually, you know, walk down to where my seat is and there will be an usher just like breaking it down in the middle of the aisle and they're blocking traffic behind us. And they're like, Oh, I'm so sorry. No, do your thing. It's fine. Like you're here to enjoy this just as much as I am. So. Yeah. yeah it's the, the energy is crazy. Um, the Hawks do a very good job of entertaining everyone. You know, every game is, you know, the swag and surf. Um, during the playoffs, it was a live performance every game. Um, got to see Crown Mob. When was the last time we saw them? Um, oh, man. So Big Boy even came out one game. It's crazy. Like, the yeah. city, you know, is so behind this team. And, you know, it's great. Mm-hmm. Dang. You mentioned Crown Mob. That was, like, 2005 for me in high school. 
Right. <laughs> brought back some memories there. They're also around Atlanta. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, they, they did a good job of just – they even pulled out Young Jock one game. Okay. I was just like, wow. They're pulling out all the <laughs> It's going down. Everybody in the crowd was just doing this. Now, did he still have that perm in his hair, y'all? No, he didn't have that perm. <laughs> he got rid of that. He got rid- <laughs> Thankfully, he got rid of that. Okay, I'm about to say, because Lord have mercy. Anywho, so, but Ooh. this season didn't start. <laughs> we had to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with the game day tea. Welcome back to the game day tea. I am your host, D. Gill, and I am talking to Brad and Rich about our Atlanta Hawks season. This season didn't start off the best, as we all know. That's what made this season, no matter the outcome, so special, because um, I don't know about y'all, but I wasn't expecting this at all. I mean... I knew we all knew Trey Young was good. We all knew that we had spent some money in the offseason with Gallinari and uh, Bogey and all, all these players were bringing them in. We we're expecting the young players like Hunter and Reddish to, you know, step up. But we didn't expect this. And like, so just to give everybody listening, if you're not a Hawks fan, if you're not an NBA fan, I have to remember that. So I want to bring tight all in for everybody listening. The Hawks, y'all were bad. We were really bad. We had some decent games, you know, entertaining. Would y'all say entertaining, right, at least? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we uh, went, what, 14 and 20 to start the season. Uh, Lord Pierce was our coach. Then we fired Lord Pierce on, uh, what was that, May, March 1st. And then we say get Nate McMillan as our interim head coach. And then we're like, all right, we're starting to close out some games here. You know, this is, uh, what, the 53rd season in Atlanta. We expect, as Atlanta fans, as you would know, especially Rich, uh, to be let down, right? They get your hopes up. They're yeah. starting to <laughs> <laughs> But then we start winning in the fourth quarter specifically, and we start to close out games, and we're like, wait a minute. I, are y'all looking at these standings? This, this could be possible that we could we could go to the playoffs here. And so it happened. It happened since the first time in 2017. What was what was that like for you all being in Atlanta, going to games, seeing the change from Lloyd Pierce to Nick McMillan-led team and seeing that team win games? How was that like for you all? Um, they were just more focused, you know. Um, I think Lloyd had been there for a while, so they, we needed a change of voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick McMillan, he's a very good coach, you know, with the teams he's been with in the past. Um, but you know, I, we all know, um, Trey puts on the show. Yeah. Um, so I just think we got more focused. They started to trust each other a little bit more. Um, and then we started winning games and, you know, the city started coming out a little bit more. And as you say, we started climbing the standards and it was like, wow, mm-hmm. um, we really can do this. Like mm-hmm. we got to the playoffs and, you know, once we got to the playoffs, sky's sky was the limit. Mm-hmm. They started kind of doing this. I don't even know if it was, it was probably had to be at the beginning of the playoffs where it looked like we were going to do well as they started doing this believe Atlanta stuff. So you started seeing billboards and advertisements and hashtags that were about believe Atlanta, because you kind of alluded to it earlier. If you are in any sort of Atlanta sports fan, you're used to being let down on a regular basis. Right. Um, so that's why, like you see just like flags that say Atlanta sports, at least you tried like that. <laughs> like that's just everywhere. Um, but yeah, like the Believe Atlanta thing, it became pretty obvious pretty quickly that once the energy came back to State Farm after the pandemic and the fans started really believing in the team again, the Hawks started believing in themselves and in each other, and they just did really well. 
Yeah. And I think uh, another thing is when uh, we got Lou Williams back too. Yeah. Um, Lemon Pepper Lou. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I, that brought some more buzz to the city as well. Um, I definitely think more wings. <laughs> People were having more wings because of him. But, yeah, um, you know, he's from Atlanta. So I think him coming back created that buzz too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was a great pickup. You know, I'm pretty sure Trey learned from him as well. Um, yeah. But, you know, that was something else that that the city got behind because a lot of people, you know, definitely follow Lou Williams here as well. Nobody expects us to be the Knicks, right? Um, it's a tough place to play. But if you have been watching Atlanta's sports, well, specifically Atlanta Hawks the past couple of months leading up to the playoff burst, you know this is not the same team that played the Knicks during the season and earlier in the season. So Atlanta Hawks fans, we were like, Y'all sleeping on us right now. We're about to show the world what right. we're doing. Exactly. That was a hostile crowd. Tell me what you all's feelings about that series and how did you all enjoy that series? Did you go to any games at all? Um, yeah, we went to we went to both of those, right? Yeah. Uh, we, we went to all of these games. Yeah. Like, if it was a home game, we were at, mo- at most, if not all of those. Yeah. Um, at least against the Knicks. Like, we weren't there for any of the, like, fuck Trey Young stuff like whenever it was in New York and then spitting on him and all that kind of stuff like that I wasn't there for any of that but um I think what was it it was there that he actually said it's quiet as fucking here yeah like that like it was I think actually in New York whenever we in New York um but you know towards the end of the season as I started to see the standards and I was like if we can play the Knicks we'll be fine like Mm -hmm. we'll be good we just had to land in that you know that fourth or fifth spot Mm -hmm. um and like Trey's a dog, man. Like he is, like he 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 wants all the smoke, <laughs> as everyone says. So like, um, you know that crowd, you know that just I just think that raised raised his bar up a little bit more. Um, he he enjoyed it. He enjoyed watching it. It was it was great. Yeah. Um, but I definitely like knew without a doubt that um we were gonna beat the Knicks without a doubt. And that first game was key. It was key to me that yeah. proved that they had the confidence to go in New York of all places, Madison Square Garden, one of the biggest stages ever you can get, whether it's a concert or whatever, a basketball game and go in there and beat them. And so I, I, I was very, I'll be honest, I was shocked. I'm not, as you know, Rich, I'm not used to good stuff happening to us like that. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Come on now, it's the Knicks. It's the Knicks now. Dude, you know how everybody, Chuck, all them at the uh, Shaq, all them was all on, not on our side really like that. And as a so-so NBA watcher overall, I was watching the series. I was like, okay, they're having to rely on Derrick Rose for to to, like to give it uh, it was like then i started looking at their team more you know dissecting it more it's like all right we got to win if derrick rose is like their go-to savior right now then yeah we're gonna win so it's like 33 or something right okay (laughs) so we move on to the philadelphia uh 76ers and all we hear is oh y'all ain't gonna be mb y'all ain't gonna beat mb y'all what y'all gonna do with uh against mb and ben simmons and all that ben simmons as cute as you are, dude. <laughs> that, was, that was the worst performance I've ever seen in my life. And that, I know y'all know that play what I'm talking about where he got up right underneath the basket and he passed the ball and it was easy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told, I called my dad that day and I was like, dad, he needs a sports psychologist. 
he don't need just a psychologist. He needs to see a sports psychologist. Can somebody making that much money, all that hype, and you afraid to treat the ball? That's your profession. That's like me afraid to treat a patient. Like go walking in a room and and walking yeah. right back out and saying, "No, I'm good. <laughs> they good." So, but tell me, you all thoughts on that series and what that series was like for you all? That was a little bit more intense for me because it was just it felt back and forth the whole time, and we didn't know what it was going to look like. So, actually, going into the later rounds of that. I was unsure about it. I was still believing in Atlanta, as it was, but it was a nail biter personally. I wasn't sure what was going to happen with that one. Yeah. Um, believe it or not, and I know you're going to be like, no way. I did think we could win that series okay. because of How? Ben Simmons. Um, okay. Just because, like, he can't shoot free throw. He can't shoot anything. Like, um, it was just, like, I just thought, like, especially after we got game one, you know, we got one of those games at Philly. We came back. I knew what the crowd was going to be like here. Um, and, you know, I just I, I just believed. I really thought that we had a good chance because, you know, Ben Simmons, you know, until they put Ben Simmons on Trey Young, that kind of slowed him down a little bit. But, yeah, you know, fun. just the, the trades of when he drives to the hole, you don't know if he's shooting a floater or he's throwing a – Allie to Collins. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Collins for that dunk on MB. Yes. I and the t-shirt. t-shirt. He had <laughs> that t-shirt. t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had that t-shirt. So uh, he had some good dunks in that series too. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I just I really thought we got a good, you know, draw in the playoffs. Just looking at the entire bracket, we kind of dodged, we dodged Brooklyn, we dodged mm-hmm. Milwaukee. Um, you know, until we got to the next round. round. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) you know, I really thought we, I really thought we could get to the finals. Like I was telling Brad all the time. I was like, we actually can get there. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that Philly round, I I thought we, you know, nobody's going to stop and beat, but if you could settle down everyone else around them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and just have Ben Simmons shoot free throws or pass, you know, (laughs) pass up when you're up on the zone. (laughs) Yeah, that was an that was an uh, exciting series for me to watch out here in California because I was like, man, like uh, I get to wear my shirt uh, for those. So for those of you all listening, ever since the Atlanta uh, Falcons lost Super Bowl in 2016, the 28 to three fuckery from with the New England Patriots, I haven't worn any Atlanta paraphernalia really like that. <laughs> that was just an- I have a I have a spare playoff shirt. I'll send it to you. <laughs> And I probably still like maybe not. You're like maybe not. I'm not gonna wear that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it's just like all right. If they win this series, I'm gonna pull out my Atlanta Hawks shirt. I'm pull out my Atlanta Braves shirt. I pull out my Falcon shirt. You know, and be proud of it. And they won. They they won the series, which was uh, a really awesome thing for the city. I bet you know we need some some type of good news down there. And they advanced to the conference Mm -hmm. finals uh, to get some Milwaukee Bucks since 2015. And um, what I liked uh, about this the Milwaukee uh, series is that it was entertaining. Nobody really expected us to win against the Greek goddess. Um, <laughs> and it's like his team, but they had some really cool moments with the Trey shimmy when he hit the three and um, it, yeah, it was, was very that was entertaining. That, that, that was a sick play. <laughs> Tell me your guys thoughts on that. Um, that series right there. I mean, I like that series as well. What was it? How many games was Trey out for? It was one or two, right? Um, two. The, yeah, for that series. that And those were a little bit intense, but I know at least like we got that one, I think, on the road that Trey was out. So I think everybody was a little nervous about that actually coming into that that series. But I wasn't terribly worried about that. I was actually more confident 
in the Bucks series than I was against the Phillies. Okay. But the 76 was one of the same Phillies. Yeah. So you're a sports fan. I like that. You get that. <laughs> and I just think, like, I thought we could win that series. I think injury, you know, that Trey Young injury really played a big part, um, you know, with that ankle. And even when you tried to come back, you see he wasn't really himself. Yeah. So that, you know, in that last game. But even, you know, even if Giannis would have played, I think we had a game plan where we could stop Giannis, where we packed the paint and different things like that. Like Giannis is going to get his. Like yeah. he's the Greek freak. So, um, but, you know, it was a good ride, you know. But, you know, I really, really um, thought we had a chance. And I was just saying, Brad, we're going to the finals. Right. <laughs> I mean, no matter what, they're going to they're gonna pump so much more money into this team. Yeah, they're going to I mean, they announced it, I think, last week that the majority owner and the team said that he's going to dump a lot more money into the Hawks coming okay. into next year. So I, I, I hope so. I like I have my let's see. I think Trey needs some help. He has and the people on the outside are saying like, oh, he, he needs some uh, help. He's got help. But I don't, I don't really have too much faith in Gallinari from what I've seen in his playoffs game. He's he's a lumbering. He looks so funny lumbering down the court. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's so funny that you say that. We talk about that every single game. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck are you doing right yeah. now? Okay, you're yeah. just kind of like, you're not like, yeah, exactly. Like lumbering is probably the, the best way to say it. Just like I'm coming down the court. It's it's funny to watch. But he has some key, some key buckets too. Like you yeah. put him on that block and he – I don't know. I'm just like, man, you shoot like you old, like you're old man, but it, you know, it works. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think we're like, we don't, I don't think need like a mega star or something like that, but a superstar, but like mm-hmm. just someone to just fill a void, mm-hmm. um, just the little things, you know, a key score. Um, we, I think they're all young. So um, we got to find a way to keep them. Everyone's mm-hmm. going to want their money for sure. Everyone deserves it, but we got to find a way uh, to keep them. Know, to keep that group together for sure. We've got to figure out how to figure out some better defense for, for next season just because it was sorely lacking in this mm-hmm. because it, you can't just depend on Trey Young to do every single little thing, him and Collins, like every single game. You can't right. be doing that. Yeah, and Trey Young has his question marks on defense himself. You know, every player has room to improve. Um, I hope this playoff run shows some uh, true good, you know, contending players out there to players that can really help us. Like, hey, you know, you're a free agent. I know Atlanta the past couple of 10 years wasn't really nice the place place to go to play basketball. I mean, if you want to go to the strip club, get some lemon pepper wings, by all means, right, exactly. off season. <laughs> but as far as uh, playing in the NBA in Atlanta, it was we weren't the move. So hopefully this run shows like uh, some NBA stars out there like this could be your move. Um, no, LeBron, we don't want you. So stay your ass on out there. But anyways, <laughs> um, I and I hate the the damn Atlanta curse because as soon as Trey Young stepped on that referee's foot, I said that's the Atlanta curse. Yeah, that's the curse. Yeah, that's, that's because the- it was just it was just such a freak. Like how far he stepped back, and then yeah. the ref just being there. I was just like, I was like, oh no, this is this isn't good. And you heard the like the silence in the crowd because it was a home game. It was just like, ah, yeah. it was, it, it was, yeah. it was definitely, it was, it was, it wasn't good, but I hope we, I, and Acuna, Lord have mercy toward his ACL. Uh, yeah. uh, so it's like, what is this, this Atlanta curse? We get to 500 and for the Atlanta Braves and then boom, Acuna tears his ACL. However, y'all, I, I do want to talk about this since this is an LGBTQ inspired uh, sports podcast. 
what what was it like you know being in part of the community and going to the games did you feel welcoming did you see um did you feel any lgbtq inclusion with it being the month of june and the playoffs and everything like that what was you all's take on that i've never not felt welcome at any game that i've ever been to either getting there spending time at it leaving i've never not felt welcome but there's I guess like you would have to, I, I can't say this for every other city, but I know that there's, there's a sense of inclusion when it comes to Atlanta sports and maybe like that's bonded by us just being like, Hey, we're just going to support this team. But I've never not felt welcome at it. It's um, I haven't been to any of the pride nights that the Hawks have put on or anything like that, but I, I believe that they do. Then, yeah. Right. So um, it's not an Atlanta United game where they're wearing like waving a bunch of uh, pride flags or anything like that. It's not like that sort of crowd, but there is definitely a gay presence at these games. Um, and even though the majority of the crowd is obviously going to be straight, I've never not felt welcome. Like I've, I've never not felt like I couldn't be as gay as I wanted to be at these games. That okay. was never the case at all. That's awesome. What about you, Rich? Um. Yeah, just like, you know, just like what Brad said, I've never – felt not included it you know it's always a good time um mm-hmm. you know i feel at home that's good. definitely um and they do do the pride nights which is really which is really really cool mm-hmm. um I, i've never heard of any other city doing it i'm not saying they don't but you know just me personally i never heard of it so just seeing that and you know just feeling welcome like atlanta makes everyone feel welcome already just like as soon as you step into the city i'm pretty sure you heard before like some people get here and they never leave um, so like it, it's it's a very welcoming city. So yeah. I'm happy about you know how they make everyone feel when they come into the building. That's awesome. And you know, uh, I like having people like you guys on the show because it uh, shows it, it fights the stigma that people, gay people, and people in the LGBTQ community uh, don't know much about sports or they aren't sports fans. Is dispel those myths and rumors for years. You know, I've been told that I can't do you know, my podcast, because I don't know much about sports, or I don't think it would be uh, profitable. I don't think it would be, uh, you know, as popular as it is, because uh, what do you really know? It's plenty of people that play sports, plenty of people that aren't out yet. It's like, I know a lot of people uh, enjoy their time there. And I I can't wait to see what they have in store next season. What is your opinion going forward next season? What do you expect? How how are you feeling about that? I'm, I'm optimistic about next season. I think that the just as far as we were able to actually make it in the playoffs, I think, like I said before, the the majority owner is definitely going to dump a lot more money into this team. And I think we're going to probably see some changes coming as we're coming into it. And um, they just confirmed uh, McMillan this week, right? For yeah. the coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely going to be good. I think the energy actually going into having a confirmed head coach, not an interim head coach or anything like that going into this next season, that'll benefit us a lot. They're not going to feel a whole lot of, Basically, it's not going to feel as transitional as it probably did for part of this season. Um, it was all but confirmed as far as what I understand, yeah. but right. at least now, like, they know that he's going to be there. He's going to be able to support them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel good about it. I mean, I think a big thing is the money. Um, Collins is definitely going to want his money um, this year. So it's like, what are we going to do with that? I don't, he's young. I don't think we need to let him go. Mm-hmm. Um, so just working out those things and seeing what other parts we can bring in. Um Hunter will be back. You know, he went out after the first round. Um, we got Cam Reddish back after, uh, you know, in the Philly series, I believe. Yeah, in the Philly series. 
towards the end. So um, we have a lot of parts. Um, it's just, I think, bringing in that one more piece. Um, Lou Williams, even before the trade, said if he got traded that he would retire. And, you know, on his Instagram, he said he's going to definitely come back next year um, just because he likes the group. So, I mean, that's big. So it's just that one, one or two more piece. I expect us to be back where we were um, last year. So, well, this year. So, um, but I'm excited about it. I think so too. I think there's going to be a lot more scrutiny and a lot more people actually going to these games yeah. coming into next season for sure. Um, but I'm optimistic about it. I think we'll do well. I, yeah. I think we're going to be on TV more too because uh, yeah. I heard Shaq and Charles talk about it. They said, well, how many Hawks games have we actually covered this year? And they were just like, well, maybe one or two have been on TV. So I think we're going to get a lot more like TV play as well, which is good for the city. Um, but, you know, you know, Trey's a star, so everyone wants to see the star. So we, we have that star. We just got to find out how to keep them here, keep them happy, keep the team happy as well. And I think we'll, I think we'll grow. Hopefully we get a ring. Yeah. And uh, hopefully I can break the curse. You. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully <laughs> I can join you all too for a game this upcoming season in the fall. Uh, yeah, come out. yeah, I would love to time it right where there is an, uh, a Falcons game, like on the Sunday, a Hawks game on the Friday and United game on the Saturday or something like that. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But uh, or a Braves game. I would at least want to catch about three games uh in a weekend like that. But I have to I cannot let you guys go without being a messy gay and asking uh, <laughs> and asking you if you had to choose one person on the Hawks team that you would just like I'm I'm gonna take you home tonight and, and locking the door. Who would that be for you guys? <laughs> um, I'll, I'll let you take it first. Um, I'm going to do, I'm going to do both. Um, really? Yeah. I'm going to do both. You know, he had his knee injury. So, you know, I can help him with that a little bit, yeah, just yeah. nurse it, make sure he nice and ready for the next game. <laughs> um, you know, he got that long distance shot with the three, you know, so, you know, I'm just, you know, me, you know, me and Bogey, we get, you know, we 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 can take it down. We can we can get to know each other a little bit. Learn the ins and outs of the game. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my god! All these announcements. I can't. Oh my god. You know what I mean? I feel you. Defense, feel offense, you. post up, all the all those type things. You know, right. I just need to know a little bit more knowledge about the game. Yes, get them ready. Get them ready. You're putting a little bit of relish on this in case he happens to hear this podcast. Is what you're doing? Hey, Bogey. <laughs> Um, oh, mine would be Collins all day, all day. Really? Okay, nice. He's got that swag. I know you fully expected me to say Trey Young, but no, yeah. no, Collins. Well, you know, ever since we were going to games and Trey saw him and stuff like that, <laughs> that's when we started winning. So, you know, I just had to make sure we had to make sure that Brad was at the games and we were still. He was the good luck charm of the year. He was okay. the good luck charm. So I will say that we only lost one game that we went to. Yes. So I'm just gonna say that. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, Atlanta Hawks, if you're hearing this right now, please hook our guys up with some season tickets. They are a good luck charm. Yes. <laughs> please. Uh, I'm, I'm, we need sweets, too, okay? We're bougie gays. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, guys, this has been so, so, so much fun uh, reliving our, our playoff experience uh, for everybody to listen to. And you all listening, if you're in Atlanta, go check out a game. Uh, like you, like we discussed before, Atlanta makes everything inter- just so entertaining, whether if you're not uh, know anything about whatever you're going to, whether it be a concert, a sports, whatever the hell it is, uh, it, you're going to be entertained wherever you go. Uh, Brad, if people wanted to get in contact with you, maybe go to a game, talk sports with you, whatever like that, uh, where can they get in contact with you at? 
Yeah, uh, they can hit me up on Instagram. It's bonsai, so B-O-N-D-S-A-I-I is my Instagram handle. All right, and what about you, Rich? Uh, it's at rbrown0126. <laughs> All right, love it. And uh, like you said, if you want to get in contact with me, it's D-G-I-L-T-M. Uh, everybody, uh, yeah, gays like basketball. Deal with it. All right. <laughs> be <trust. laughs> Be you and be fierce. Take care, everyone.